The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to episode 68 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, Tom and I are celebrating the Chiefs securing the number one seed in the AFC after a comfortable win at Arrowhead Casino against the Raiders. We'll also be taking a look at the wildcard playoffs and giving you our thoughts on how each game will play out. But first, you can't say Russell Wilson's that far from Patrick Mahomes. You can't say Justin Herbert's that far. But when you look at the comparing the defenses, it, the, the other defenses in this league is miles ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're going to pay the price. Bart Scott is high. <laughs> <laughs> They're, right, what they're going through right now it is the reality. Nobody's scared of Life without Tyreek Hill ain't going to be easier for that offense. I don't give a damn who else they got. Hardman, Valdez, Scantlin, even with Kelsey. Tyreek Hill is a major, major they, loss. Every other team basically got better. And the Chiefs got worse. The Kansas City Chiefs are done. Let me say it right now. Whoa! Hey, that's whoa. You, you, you're saying it. So as mentioned in the monologue right there, Tom, the Chiefs snatch away the one seed. Is it fair to say snatched away the one seed? Because we were already there, really, weren't we? We were already there or thereabouts. We just had to, just had to see out the rest of the season, dump out the, the, the Raiders, take care of business. We deserve it, right? I cannot believe you played N-dubs on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to bring that up. You are a creative man. <laughs> I don't doubt that for one second, but you just played N-dubs on the Great British Chief Show on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Like, 
that might be the all-time low point for this podcast. Like genuinely, like I I can't imagine anyone anyone listening to this podcast that's not living in the UK has heard that song before. Do you not think it's gone viral that song? Do you not think no, it's gone worldwide? Do you not it's think old it's now America? as well. That song, that song must be about fifteen years old now, <laughs> yeah. probably and some. And I'm sure that many Americans, especially Americans who are fans of the Kansas City Chiefs and probably like country music, presuming stuff there, <laughs> obviously. By the way, country music, the worst genre of music in the world. Don't care if you're on subscribe. I, I feel I have to defend <laughs> it. I feel I have to defend the country music. I really no. do. Um, nope. But, nope. Yeah, go nope. on. Nope. Um, I will die on this hill. But um, I, don't, I can't imagine that any listeners have heard of N-dubs and listened to Talisa and Dappy and the third Will, who no one knows his name. Like, I just cannot believe you played that. Like, it was fitting because the song track is number one. Number one, and yeah. Did it reach number ex- one? I'm wondering. That's exactly who the Chiefs are. They are the number one seed. And to answer your point, finally, after going on a little bit of a tangent, you know, that's what we do. Um <laughs> I, yeah, the Chiefs deserved it. They won 13 games. Like, wherever, 14 whatever, games. which way you want to go about it. Yeah. The, the um, 14 games, sorry. Yeah, yeah. They, they won 14 games of football, which is not easy in the NFL. And no team in the AFC won more. And so you can, you can say that obviously the Bills didn't get the opportunity to win as many as 14 games, which is absolutely fair. But Chief did get 14 wins. And there's... Who's to say whether the Bills were going to beat the Bengals or not? You just you just don't know. We don't know now. We'll never know. We'll never find out, isn't so, it? So, um, yeah, the Chiefs are the deserved number one seed. And I know it doesn't sit well with a lot of people because some people feel like we got handed it. Mm-hmm. We sat here last week and we talked about how we felt this whole thing should have been handled and played out. And the one scenario that was brought up, uh, sorry, the one scenario that wasn't brought up was the one that, played out um i still think the nfl got it wrong uh personally yeah um i think it could have been a lot easier and a lot less people off if they just went down some more simple avenues than they did Mm -hmm. but they chose that path it was agreed uh the chiefs did the right thing clark hunt didn't vote on it because of bias so he he did the right thing by it and the 26 nfl teams decided to pass that through and that was the way it is the jobs the chiefs still had a job to do Against yeah. the Ravens, it's not like it was not like they voted on it and said, "Oh, here you go, Chiefs, you're the number one seed." They, they, they still had the pressure on. They still had to go and beat the Raiders in Vegas, and you only saw the week before the the, the Vegas Raiders give the 49ers like one hell of a game. Uh, I think what battle, probably annoyed people was the fact that the Chiefs were given this opportunity to go and win the number one seed in the AFC, and the Chiefs played like there was no pressure on them whatsoever. Like there was the most comfortable victory the Chiefs have had in weeks. And we wasn't expecting a victory like that. We were expecting it to be a little bit tougher. We were expecting maybe the pressure to be on the Chiefs, but the Chiefs behaved like a big dog. They behaved like the big dog that they are. And they just blew out the Raiders and it was easy peasy. And then all of a sudden you go, well, the NFL basically handed the Chiefs the number one seed. No, they didn't. They earned it. They just made it look really easy at the end. Do you know what? It actually felt like it was the Chiefs playing like playoff football. That's what it felt like. They've got a nice week off now for the bye week. Um, and I think they treat this game as, right, we've got to go out, we've got to handle our business, we've got to mm-hmm. go out there, we've got to, uh, you know, face a team that we still really didn't know much about because obviously Jared Stidham was was the quarterback of the of the Raiders. And like you said, they, they gave 
uh, the 49ers a real kind of bloody nose, didn't they, in that in that battle mm-hmm. that they had? So there was a lot of uh, not fear, but it was more like there was we we had to kind of respect the opponent there um, before the game. And you say that we get onto that in a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it was almost like you know, right? We don't know what we're what we're dealing with here because this this Stidham he played really well in the previous game, so mm-hmm. it looks as though you know he could be the answer for the Raiders. Um, but sure enough. Uh, Mahomes and Co. just handled it as they, as you expected them to handle it, um, and it wasn't even a close game. It just felt to me that they were ready. They were almost like it was almost like a send off game. You don't like in the World Cup, or if the, if England are going yeah. to go off to like European tournament or World Cup or something, yeah, they have a send off game at Wembley, don't they? And it just felt like it was more of a there you go. There's a bit of a send off. We've won the game. We've had a bit of fun with it, and we'll get to the fun part with it as well. And yeah. then we're just going to see them off into the playoffs. Off you go. That's an excellent comparison. Like <laughs> I love, like because the game that you're talking about, the the England version of it, is meant to be like the ultimate friendly. Like it's not it's not meant to be competitive. It's just no. meant to be a friendly game in a nice atmosphere. Where they obviously this this Chiefs game meant something. There was obviously there were tangible benefits mm-hmm. and consequences to winning or losing this game, but. The way the game played out is exactly like when England played Jamaica and uh, Peter Crouch scored five goals and doesn't yeah. <laughs> Like that is exactly how it played out. Like let's start let's start on Vegas, shall we? And let's start yeah. specifically on the crowd. And oh yes. man, have they balls that up over in Vegas? They, the they have just created a holiday destination for yeah. every opposing bat fan. But like, surely they must have realised that when they thought, let's have a stadium in Vegas. Surely yeah. they thought there was going to be a holiday atmosphere, people are going to swoop into town, treat it like a holiday, have a bit of a gamble, have a bit of like bit of fun, watch a game, go home with a dub. That's what it Get married like. by Elvis, like all sorts. Yeah. yeah. I just I just don't get like for example, my, my myself and my missus, we want to go to Vegas one day. And I've already told her we're only going when the Chiefs are playing there. Yeah, like, yeah. that's it. If we're going to Vegas, we're absolutely going there. For the and um, she'll wear a red shirt. She'll come and watch the Chiefs for us. Like <laughs> it's just so uh, we do it. So of course, people in America are going to do. It. They have honestly. What have they done? They've just basically turned that game into two Chiefs homes games a year. Do you know what? Just while we're on this, have you seen the Raiders fan? do his video where he's talking about he was like he's like oh man you know it was just a sea of red it was just like it was like a chief's home game and then he just had this sudden realization he went this is what what a chargers fan must feel like (laughs) (laughs) he apologized to the chargers fans because he was like my god we didn't even realize that this was a thing and but yeah but now we're the raiders and and we feel like that the Teams are just descending on us and and treating it like a holiday, and it's just it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's just the Chiefs literally play five home games in division. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> they play five home games in division, and the other one they play their little brother. Yeah, and it's just ah, oh, it's what a position. The Chiefs are going to win the AFC West every year until I die. I swear. Ah. <laughs> oh. But did I you how... see the sea of red, though? The sea of red was... that was there. It was. It wasn't just in one section, like you know, no, it, it was like everywhere. It was everywhere. It was like it looked like the Super Bowl. I suppose it looked like, like it looked Bowl. like very red. How the World Cup stadiums looked when Argentina were playing. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like full full to the brim of 
Argentine fans. Yeah, and it was just blue, wasn't it? Everywhere. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. And it's, you've got this <laughs> now with the Vegas Raiders, with every year they're going to just have to deal with Chiefs Kingdom literally taking over yeah. their city and their stadium. They, uh, I, I don't know how you can be competitive with that. Like, I don't, I don't care who you have on the field. That must account for some losses. Yes, in the season. Oh, you yeah, can't, definitely. you can't effectively play seventeen road games a year. I, I just think it's hilarious that they've got a DJ at one end of the one end of the stadium. Oh, it looks awesome, doesn't it? It player? looks great. I mean, it yeah. looks fantastic. You know, there's a DJ at the other end. He's probably the saddest DJ in the world because he just just stood yeah. there just spinning the turntables and just thinking, why am I doing this? I'm getting paid to do this. I'm just going to chuck some records on or something. <laughs> I do, some do, vinyl on. Do, do Wakes ever have DJs? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been lucky. I've only been to a few Wakes in my life and there's never yeah. been a DJ there. But that surely could be the so. first, couldn't it? <laughs> it could be yeah. the first. Yes. But talking you know, about right, party atmosphere. Speaking but, of stadium DJs, right? Yeah, well, again, we're going, this is should be off-season content. Right. But, yeah, I don't care. Um, unsubscribe if you don't like it. Um, <laughs> um, at Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal Bella Light. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, he's talking about Arsenal again. God, this man's so boring. Uh, um, at Arsenal, after, after half time, when the teams are coming out, the the Arsenal DJ, he's now famous for playing WWF Attitude Era theme entrance songs. All right. So, like you, every time you go to Arsenal now, he gets to like the end of the end of half time. The teams are starting to come out. And you're just sitting there waiting for. Hurt your smile. Every week, it is the best. And you can hear it also on TV. It coming through. It's like as far as stadium DJs go on, he is the best. Like the best one ever was just like when you hear like "Time to play the game." <laughs> it just, I just want to grab. Changes it every week. Yeah, every week it's different. Every- it's a different one every single week, and like. I, I don't know. I'm just one day is going to, all I'm going to hear is, a, I think that's Steve Blackman's music. <laughs> it's honestly, it is the best. This man is the best at his job in the world. Maybe that's who the Raiders need to hire as their DJ. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Arsenal Stadium DJ and just play wrestling theme tunes, entrance songs as they come in. The, the thing is, the, the, the and if that DJ. doesn't make, by the way, if that doesn't make the podcast listeners of this show who don't, already have a Premier League team support Arsenal then I don't know what will oh, you'll do anything you look just to snatch some American fans <laughs> won't you, yeah. you. <laughs> but talking about like a party atmosphere in Vegas even the players had a bit of fun with it as well because this whole thing this whole thing about this merry-go-round or snow globe play or ring a ring of roses or whatever the hell you want to call it has been dubbed by many uh other fan bases as being highly disrespectful, which I really can't understand why they would say that because this team dreams up different players. And Andy Reid's very, you know, very open with the fact that, you know, sometimes the the, the, the players come up to him and say, we've got an idea for a play. We want to go through it. I mean, there's all sorts of things. We've seen like Rose Bowl right parade and we've seen Hungry Pig right. We've seen, we've seen all these amazing plays. And... I don't see this as anything different, but the fan bases in the NFL have taken real kind of like real hatred towards this. Right. 
I think it's disrespectful as hell. Right, yeah, really? I do. yeah, I do. I do think it's disrespectful as hell, but it's funny as because <laughs> I don't give a f- right. Basically, <laughs> right. That's that is my opinion on it. The Raiders don't deserve my respect. The Raiders don't deserve the Chiefs' respect. I don't care that they run that play. Yeah, but I completely agree that it's disrespectful. Do you like, think they got flagged before the disrespect, not for a, a phantom, whatever it went? They said it was a hold, wasn't they? Uh, on, was it maybe, maybe the referees are, are traditionalists and saw that and thought, no, nah, I'm not having that. I'm going to get you. I'm going to find a way to ruin this. I'm going to be a fun sponge. I don't know. <laughs> but it is disrespectful. They don't They don't do that against the Bills. <laughs> Let's maybe be honest. Maybe they, 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 they don't do that against the Bills. They don't do that against the Bengals. I do find it funny that the, probably that the two plays, like that one included, and the other one that gets talked about the most, were Dontari Poe throwing the ball to Demetrius one. Harris, obviously on Christmas Day, and then obviously that one on yeah. Saturday. Notice the opponents in both of those games. One of them was the Broncos, and one of them was the Raiders. Like it's, it's not like, next. <laughs> yeah, basically, yes. It, it's it's not like they're doing it against other AFC teams. They're doing it against what they perceive to be their bitches, right? Okay, <laughs> that's that, that's who they're doing it against, and they're just putting them in their place. Like, I, I, it is, it is disrespectful. There's no way there's you cannot see that and be, oh, that's not disrespectful. They are just taking the out of the Raiders, honestly. Yeah, they're just having they fun. are just taking it, but yeah, they're having fun, they're having fun taking the out of them, which is okay. Which is absolutely okay. I think it's hilarious. They're just emulating but, the turntables of the, the DJ. That if that if that was done against yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if that happens on the if the booth if like for example, if in Romeo Cornell's season, yeah. that 2012 season, if a team done that against us, we'd hate them forever. Like <laughs> for, for that type of thing. And I, I, it's just, it's just the Chiefs just saying that we can do this. Yeah, they had an amazing play at the end of it that scored a touchdown that was incorrectly pulled back for a phantom hold on Joe Tooney, I think it was. But the Chiefs didn't care if that scored or not. They were just flexing because they can. We can do this because we can. Basically, yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter if this messes up. We don't care. We'll come back and do something. Like We've seen so many creative things from the Chiefs, and there's a difference between creative and good... And then there's being disrespectful. Like, yeah. this one was just... The <laughs> thing is, though, like, it was just the way they just... Like, you just watch it and you're just like... You're pausing like, what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> like, what, what are they ring doing? ring a roses, a pocket That's ball. another point, by the way. They've... Like, this play was amazing. So disrespectful, but so funny. Um... I've recently found out that, well, I found out on Saturday night that Americans don't call it ring a ring a roses. They, they call it they call it ring around the rosy. Really? Well, that's yeah. wrong. <laughs> that's, <laughs> me, right? that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, it it was our plague. It wasn't theirs. So. Yeah, our plague. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't be taking our plague, you lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was the Black Death that was affecting Europe and the in England. It wasn't. I don't. I don't think it affected yeah. America. I'm not. I'm not here for a history lesson. But it's a song that I think mainly has English heritage. If we call it Ring a Ring of Roses, it's called Ring a Ring of Roses. This isn't like Sidewalk and Flashlight 
and all those other words that you've just like taken for yourself and Americanized. You're not taking our song. It's not ring around the rosy. It's ring a ring of roses. Yeah. You're looking up. You're looking up the origins of that song now, aren't you? No, no. I'm looking up the year. What, the, so the, Black the, Death. The, the, the bubonic plague, the Black Death, was actually 1284, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, so it's well before was, America. Was I, right? was, was, I, was I right? 1284? <laughs> no, no, you were well off. Oh, um, no. 1347 to oh, yeah, yeah, 1351. Yeah, yeah. So it's well what can before I say? America. What can I say? Existed. We've got so much history. I was never going to be within 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So many American people listening to this show just either, they're either laughing with us. Yeah, or they're just like going switching that off. Yeah, well, like I said, like I've said twice already this show. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. I, there's, there's quite a few of them shouting at the radios now, or, or the, the the phones shouting seventeen seventy six, man, seventy six, seventeen seventy six. Um, but anyway, <laughs> should we move on? <laughs> uh, can I just say as well, uh, the uh, the the snow globe play or whatever it was, shit name. Actually, what? <laughs> Sorry, bad name. Bad name. Bad name. Um. It managed to actually really kind of piss off the Bronco, one of the Broncos players. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, I mean, how how is that? How has the play managed to piss off the Raiders and the Broncos at the same time? Oh, worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> I I still don't say it was disrespectful. It's just a bit of fun. It is. But who was that? Who was that Broncos player? I can't. I don't know. It's somebody relevant. Yeah, but I mean. I mean, that's his whole more, purpose. More pressing now. things to worry about now. In, yeah, um, it, that's his whole purpose now. It's not to win a Super Bowl. Right? His whole purpose in life now is to beat the Chiefs. Mate, we have made it. We have reached Patriots level. That's what we've reached. Yeah, I think so now. I think I think this year's proved it that we are we have reached the the level where everybody hates the Chiefs. Yeah, we are the Leeds United of the NFL. <laughs> Of the NFL, are we? <laughs> yeah, I think we've I think we've managed to to peak. I think I think this is it now. I hope not. I hope we get the same amount of Super Bowls as the Patriots got. That would be kind of nice. I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. So back to this game. Yeah. Because we have wasted so much time talking absolute nonsense once again. Yeah, but um, what we're doing is we're just having fun with it. Do you know why we can have fun and take our time and take the like take the mick out of the other teams and stuff this week? Because we haven't got a game this week, so relax, chill out. Because because we're the number one seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just relax. Yeah, um, Chris Jones. Yeah, some people on Twitter think we should trade that guy. What is this other other teams' fan bases? We should trade him. (laughs) No, surely not Chiefs fans. Surely there are Chiefs fans that believe we should trade Chris Jones. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Has he had a better year than Aaron Donald this year? He's had he's been the best defensive tackle in football. There you could argue he's like fourth or fifth candidate for defensive player of the year this year. Yeah. And if Patrick Mahomes wasn't the quarterback of this team, there would be a lot more talk about Chris Jones and the way he's performing. Uh-huh. Right now, he is playing at a level which is Well, surely you've got to trade that kind of guy though, haven't you? Of course, yeah. If you've if you've got a defensive tackle that's playing better than Aaron Donald, the one thing you need to do trade him trade his ass yeah yeah i just don't i don't get it like people are saying that you need to trade this guy and use it to obviously get the picks and invest in your future but there's still a present with this team isn't there like yeah if you like if if 
I, I, obviously, I get it. Tyreek Hill was traded last year. So the, the thinking in now is if Tyreek Hill could be traded, anyone not named Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes can be traded. Mm. But Chris Jones, he is your Travis Kelsey slash Patrick Mahomes of this defense. Like yeah. he is the only player on the defense, which I would class, I'll probably maybe Legere Sneed yeah. as elite. Like, genuinely an elite player at their position and what they do. You can't trade that. You, You're not you, going to you easily can't, get you can't trade. another Chris Jones, are you, in the draft? You're not going to mm. easily get somebody like that. Another another easy kind of, you know, another level of player like Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. you just not, they don't crop up often in the draft. And of course they don't. So getting picks for, you know, yeah, you'll get a lot of picks for somebody like Chris Jones. Absolutely would you, you would. How, but how much would you get now what he's... Come 29 30 this year, isn't he? Like, about that, yeah, yeah, about that. I think, um, without actually looking it up, um, I but, just can't believe if there was one person that said it, and I'm not going to name them because I don't want them to get the clout. One person said it, and it wasn't me, was it? <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, actually, yeah, that makes sense analytically, that could make sense. Oh, yeah, with those picks, they could. Reinvest in and uh, build a team for the future. Have Doesn't... we got that arrogant now? Is this, it, it, and this is a genuine question, right? Because we saw a better team this year without Tyreek Hill, one of our talisman players, one of our best players out there. Have we seen now that uh, there's an arrogance coming out of Chiefs Kingdom that we think now that Mahomes can just throw to anybody, win a Super Bowl, be, be the one seed, whatever, are we that arrogant now that we can also think that we can do that without a defense? Because yeah. this defense has been brilliant. Good. Mostly brilliant. Good. 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 <laughs> yeah. Probably the best defense overall that Mahomes has had so far. Yeah. Yeah. Especially That's in terms of pass rush. Album. Especially in terms of pass rush. The, the, the pass rush has come on leaps and bounds, yeah. especially of late. So yeah, but we can't we can't afford to trade elite players on defense if they can't if we have them. Like, when was the last time that we had an elite player or Chris Jones's level on the defensive side of the ball? But you're probably talking 2016, Eric Berry. Oh, was yeah. probably the last time that we had a player who's at that similar level to to what Chris Jones is playing at now. You can't trade that guy. You mm-hmm. just can't. And he proved again on Sunday. He was an absolute wrecking ball against the Raiders. And the attention that he is drawing... Is freeing up the other guys. You're seeing it now with Carl Aftus. He is getting more pressure as the weeks go on. We're seeing Mike Dana get sacks now. We're just we're seeing a, a much more complete defensive um, continuity between the defensive line, and that starts with Chris Jones because of the attention that he's getting. You take that away from, them, I think that unit falls back into mediocrity, mm. and you can't, you cannot trade that guy. And we know how valuable he is in the playoffs as well. He tends to turn up in the playoffs. Like, look at the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Mm. Had a monster game. And if the Chiefs are going to do well in the playoffs, they are going to have to get pressure on the likes of potentially Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, or Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Like, there's no two ways about it. They have to get pressure on those guys. And I'd much rather, obviously, we're not talking about trading Chris Jones now. But these guys are going to be around for the next few years. It's just a matter of fact. So you'd much rather have someone like Chris Jones, who is a wrecking ball inside, who is a game wrecker inside, than not have him. And so the idea of trading that man just 
is ludicrous. And if they do trade him, I need to eat so much humble pie because, you know, I'm so anti it and I do yeah, bring it up. Even if they trade him, it's not necessarily going to be the best decision. It just means that the Chiefs have probably got other plans that they want to obviously use more draft picks and they want to go cheap. Like they might want to go cheaper. They might want to go oh, the Patriot. Yeah. They might want to go the Patriot way because the Patriots always traded players. They always release yeah. players. They never really tried to re-sign anyone outside Tom Brady and Gronk and some some staples there defense like Dante Hightower, all those type of guys. But you can't you can't trade Chris Jones. He's just playing too well. He really is. He is the key to that defense, and the defense is a little like Renaissance. Uh, it's happened recently. Starts and then will start certainly with Chris Jones and what him and these guys are doing up front because they're playing. Yeah. But with, like we've seen, the Chiefs franchise is it's not afraid of making those big moves. Um, so you know we've seen it with Jamal Charles back in the day. We've seen it with Tyree Kill recently. We saw it with even like the likes of Marcus Peters. I mean, he was playing brilliantly with the Chiefs. Mm. We got rid of him, didn't he? So they have had form. <laughs> so yeah, um, I. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised now. I think that with everything that's happened so far with the big-name players, I wouldn't be surprised now if there is another big-name player goes. And it won't be somebody like Travis Kelsey, but it could be somebody like Chris Jones. But I I seriously think that would be a really, really bad move. Um, yeah. Other people have probably got their own opinions on it that you know it would help the team in the long term because, like you said, with the cap hits and, and everything and the fact that we could get you know quite a lot of picks for hmm. somebody like Chris Jones. But me, absolutely. I, I I think we keep him around for at least another few more seasons, at least. Yeah. yeah. Whilst he's still playing at elite level, you absolutely have to keep a guy like that. While we're talking about the defence as well, uh, we have to really kind of acknowledge the fact that the um, the Chiefs' uh, run D was, was brilliant against the Raiders. Again, mm-hmm. they, they, they managed to suffocate... Jacobs, who is well, he's the best rusher in the in the league so far, isn't he? Yeah. So they managed to uh, keep him down to like what forty five yards. Um, they, you know, Stidham did get the most yards in in, in rushing fifty yards, but um, absolutely shutting that kind of run game down was mm-hmm. was 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 key to this game, I think. And and it just showed that the Chiefs can just switch that on when they need to. They reckon they recognised there was a threat there. They managed to shut that down. Um, they weren't particularly bothered about Stidham, which I was surprised at. I thought that they were going to really kind of hone in on this new shiny quarterback and, you know, kind of, you know, game plan for him. But it really kind of game plan for their biggest threat there. Um, and it was the right move. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see similar sort of game plans for the divisional round either because they're facing two running backs that are, like the staple of offensive or potentially facing running backs that are the staple of the offense in Austin Eckler and Travis Etienne. Like two two players that the Chargers and the Jaguars love to get going. So you kind of had a warm-up there with the Raiders, like focus on focus on the main guy running back and see how you can handle receivers. And if you look at the if you look at the Raiders like pieces on offense, they're just as good as what the Chargers and the Jaguars have offensively. Yeah. Like obviously the quarterbacks are the big difference. J- Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert are a step above Jarrett Stidham. But you go like for like wide receiver and running back, and the Raiders are just as loaded as the Chargers were. So yeah. it was it was good for the Chiefs to play a team like the Raiders just before the playoffs because we might the game plan that they used against the Raiders is probably something that we're going to see 
against whoever we play in the divisional round, we will probably see them zone in on stopping the run and then trust their corners in obvious passing situations, trust their pass rush in obvious passing situations to stop the likes of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, whoever it might be, whoever they might end up placing in the divisional round. But I just see this game and this particular one against the Vegas Raiders as an excellent warm-up and a little foresight into what we will see in two weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, did you see the uh, the post, the Instagram post from Max Crosby um, that he posted uh, showing him holding the Kansas City Chiefs helmet? Did you see that? It was Kelsey's helmet that actually got ripped off during the play. Okay. There's a lot of fans reading massive, <laughs> massive things into this, thinking that it, it's it's a hint that the Chiefs have got to come and get him. I mean, I would love to have somebody like Max Crosby. I <laughs> would. If we're not going to pay Chris Jones, we are not trading not for Max Crosby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it it's just funny at this this time now because obviously there's teams at the end of the season now they're just kind of toying with a lot of the fan bases on mm. social media and Max Crosby's just doing the same thing really because yeah. um, it's a good picture I, I think that's probably why he's just posted it. it looks like a really good picture he stood there it's him in the kind of background and he's he's holding the uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, Travis Kelsey's helmet it's just yeah it's that I sounds mean, so rude doesn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> innuendo um just before we hit the break uh we just have to acknowledge the fact that um damar hamlin he is fine he's got out of hospital now which is absolutely fantastic news um there was a whole huge sigh of relief and there was a lot actually there was a lot of focus on the bills game as well which was 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 nice it was nice to see because i mean yeah we were watching it because obviously we were wanting to see if the Bills managed to actually win the game um, and, you know, at least, you know, make it more of a competition uh, with the fact that they're actually, you know, winning the last game of the season. Um, and, but seeing that, seeing the whole out- outpouring of emotion from a lot of the Bills fans, uh, the signs that were around the stadium as well, um, just the kind of, you know, party atmosphere that everybody's celebrating the fact that DeMar is healthy. Well, as healthy as he can be now, he's he's mm-hmm. you know, he's he's managed to uh, walk out of hospital now. He's back in Buffalo and uh, starting with his recovery. Brilliant news! Yeah, excellent. It's it's, it's amazing, really, isn't it? Less than a week Crazy. after having a, a heart attack, cardiac arrest. Yeah, he's walking out of hospital. Yeah, and uh, I don't. You'd you'd have to have a heart stone not to enjoy the kickoff return for the Bills. That was good, yeah. That as much good. as I want, I wanted them to lose the game. Like I saw the kickoff return, and you hit you in the feels, didn't it? You were just like, oh, that that's good. Like, and then you like go right now. Go on, Bill, do your thing. Let's beat these. But yeah. um, but yeah, no. Like if if they win the Super Bowl, their America's game is going to be the best one ever. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I, they've definitely got that story there. I mean, the, yeah, of course, the tragedy straight away. Tragedy. I mean, it was, it was tragedy, horrific. Tragedy tells me that he died. He didn't. I think tragedy no, no. is the wrong, wrong word yeah, to it use horrific, to describe it. it. it was, yeah, yeah. Um, horrific you know, event, maybe not tragedy, because yeah, you know, it was horrible though. And it yeah, was, it was a strange week for for NFL football. It really was. It was. Yeah. It was very strange. Nobody kind of really knew understood what was going on at the time yeah. um we had all of that you know what's going on with the playoffs and everything mm. but like you said everything was sorted out i suppose just mm. prior to the chiefs game which is great um and you know 
but like I said, the best news out of it all is mm. is Hamlin just getting out of hospital and 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 credit to the uh, you know to the doctors and the nurses at the at the hospital where he was because credit to them they've clearly been you know under immense pressure as well because mm. um, you know it, it, a lot of focus was on his health, his well being, yeah. and how they've managed to perform miracles. Mm-hmm. Uh, has, has been brilliant. So credit to the uh, the medical team there. I just want to bring up one thing quickly. You 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 reminded me of it as you were talking. There was and like people well, forgive me for my wording of this, right? But I did find the whole thing quite funny with the commentator of the Chiefs game, right? Because he come out rightly quite sombre and was like talking like this a bit, almost a bit mopey and like. I got it to a point, but then like the game kicked off and he's still talking a bit like this, you know, like it was yeah. almost like we were at, we're talking about wakes, almost like he was at a wake talking like that sort of tone. Yeah. And I'm thinking, right. We, we, we know Demar Ham- Hamlin's mate on the way to recovery. There's been some really good news about him. Okay. They've just done the bit for Demar Hamlin. And I was thinking, right. When's this guy going to perk up a little bit? Like I got it to begin with, but I thought you can't go with this tone for the rest of the game. At some point you need to go into commentator mode and he was just a bit and then all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes throws the ball 66 yards to Justin Watson yeah and this guy just completely snapped out of it immediately (laughs) it's like he completely forgot like the how he was and just this amazingness from Patrick Mahomes this pass to Justin Watson like that reminded me the Anthony Sherman pass against against the Chargers in uh, Mahomes' opening uh, game yeah um it just kind of snapped him out of that. And then all of a sudden, right, it was like, oh, we're now back to football. And like, this is it. <laughs> we're now back to the, uh, like, loving, like loving this game. And I'm sure like Hamlin would have appreciated that himself. Mm-hmm. Just like being like, oh, seeing all the love and then snapping back to, all oh, right, now this is the football. Same with the Bills game. Like seeing all that bit, what was happening before, amazing. And then they, the, the, return touchdown happens and you think, all right, this is why we love this game. And that's why I just, yeah, apologies for my wording. If you don't agree with the way I was wording it, you know what I was trying to say, but I just yeah. thought that I thought it was great the way we all celebrated like Hamlin's uh, surviving the, the event and obviously his recovery and then how everyone went back to loving this game that we, yeah. the reason why we're here, the reason why people are listening to this podcast, the reason why we tune in every Sunday is because of this wonderful, wonderful sport. And we saw that from Hamlin's tweets as well. He clearly yeah. loves the sport as well, massively. And that, and that's just something that I think a lot of fans appreciate. That, yeah. You know, he's a young guy. He loves the sport. He, yes, he plays at the highest level and he's, you know, he's he, he should be getting paid handsomely for it. You know, he's, yeah. he's a good player. Um, but yeah, I think I think everybody kind of, yeah, I think you're right. They kind of almost kind of, it was nice to suddenly finally feel together again that mm. football was back. And we had we had somebody there who everybody was giving huge well wishes to, and he was yeah he was fine he was he was kind of embracing everything that was going on. He seems like he's on a high right now. He really yeah. does. He seems like he's full of love. He's full of the joys. He's full of uh, you know he feels everything that's that that that's that's happened. You know, obviously, yeah. he's, I he's hope around he, him and his family will be. I I, I I hope they find a way to incorporate him into the Bills' entrance on Sunday. Yeah, that would be good. That would be against yeah, against that would get the, the crowd going, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. don't Jesus! <laughs> that would get, get my, the crowd going. Get, get my tear ducts going. Get that much going. I'll tell you. Um, yeah, 
if if he walks out in front of Josh Allen and everyone on team. Sunday, I'm gonna put the Bills money on the Bills to win by about a million points. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll inject massive yeah. amounts of of yeah. confidence and. I would admit, if the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl, I want the Bills to win it. Really? Yeah. It would be a nice story. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give you that. It would yeah. be a, a, a fitting story and a, and a fitting tribute to. Just uh, like if England Dolphins didn't finish. win the team to knock out Denmark, we would have all supported Denmark in the Euros. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break, mate. Um, when we come back, we'll be doing the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings, and we'll be looking at the wildcard playoffs, even though we're not in them. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. Uh, as usual, this part of the show where we talk about the Hourhead Pride Power Rankings and uh, yeah, it's getting to the point now where we might as well just talk about the top five. Well, yeah, this is the final week where we rank eliminated teams. So that's yeah. 18 teams get their final ranking for the season. Before we uh, move to the top five, would you like to know where the Raiders and Broncos ranked? Oh, yes, please. Uh, Broncos 28th, Raiders 26th. So, you know, well done, AFC West. Um, the top five. By the way, do you agree? Like, I kind of set a rule with power rankings that the remaining teams have to be the top teams. So like, yeah. So, cause not all power rankings do it that way. And I know a lot of people don't particularly care about power rankings, but some power rankings just go for a free fall. So they can still say the Packers are a top 10 team if they wanted to. But I kind of set, I set a rule that the, the remaining teams has to be the, the, the top teams. So like if, yeah. if, for, if for example, the bills get non, uh, knocked out this weekend, they can't be in the top eight next week. They have to be ninth. Yeah. If the Chiefs get knocked out in the following week, they can't be in the top four. They have to be fifth. Yeah, so, I agree. Because it's, it's yeah. right now, isn't it? It's right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's whoever's left, whoever's relevant. And for now, 18 teams aren't relevant again until next September. Um, so the top five. Uh, this one, the Philadelphia Eagles, fifth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought when I read it too. Um the 49ers fourth, and then there's the AFC trio, the powerhouses, the AFC in the top three. And mm. um, for the first time this season, it's worked out like that. So you've got the Bengals third, the Chiefs second, and the Bills first. Right. And like, 
I think you could put those three in any order. Maybe not the Bengals number one, but you could you could have the Bills and Chiefs interchange. You could have the Bengals second. I, I don't really mind. Like mm. I think those three teams are so even. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if any of them made the Super Bowl. Like put it this way, if anyone other than them three make the Super Bowl out of the AFC, I will be extremely shocked. I'd be disappointed as well. Yeah. I think the only team that probably can live with them, I can't say the Chargers. I think the Chargers are good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, a completely healthy Ravens team could live with those teams. What about a healthy Dolphins team? No. No? No, because I can't trust a quarterback. I can't. Yeah. I, can, I, I still cannot trust Tua. He's still a rookie head coach. I, I, I can't trust the Dolphins. I think they're going to get their asses kicked this weekend. You know, they're close and upset now. No, I don't. But um, maybe the Ravens fully healthy mm. with a Lamar Jackson firing. They they could potentially make a, a dent. But I'll be so surprised. I'll be so surprised if one of the Bengals, Chiefs, or Bills aren't representing the AFC in Phoenix. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of focus on the AFC three, I suppose, isn't it? Um, there seems to be a lot of, of talk about those at the minute. That, that sounds like a, some people that go on like a serial killer spree. That's <laughs> the like, AFC three. <laughs> the AFC three. A trio of bandits that rub throughout the Wild West. The three amigos. Yes. <laughs> Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. They are. The AFC free. Hey, good title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, the movie now. Come on. Um, but there does seem to be a lot of focus on the AFC more than the NFC. No, no, you know, no disrespect to the NFC. Right, so. The teams have been, you know, very good this year, mm-hmm. but there seems to be just it's those three, isn't it? That's yeah. what everyone's looking at. And if I think at the minute, it's fair to say that out of those three, there is a Super Bowl champion out of those three. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think it, I, I think it's too early, probably, to say. But yeah, I would if I had to put money on what conference is going to have the Super Bowl winner this year, based on the teams that are in it. Mm. I would say the AFC, and I, the rankings reflect that because obviously the top three teams in the in our rankings are yeah are those three are the AFC three, and like you, you look at the quarterbacks, especially like did you go through the NFC and the quarterbacks? You're thinking. Man, if why can't the Chiefs play in this conference? Like, like you, you <laughs> look seriously, like seriously, they, these are these are the quarterbacks of the NFC players. You've got Brock Purdy versus Geno Smith. You've got Kirk Cousins versus Daniel Jones. You've got Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott, which is probably the best matchup of the three. Yeah, and then you've got Jalen Hurts, and you compare that with the AFC. And you've got Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert. You've got Josh Allen versus Tua. You've got Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes. Like, why? Why do the Chiefs have to wait 30 years for their quarterback? Why do they have to wait that long? Like, granted, he's been worth the wait. He is the best quarterback of all time in terms of talent. I'm fine with that. But why did they have to play in an era when the AFC is so loaded? Yeah. And I, I, I know I'm helping your argument here with Tom Brady, but 
Brady never had to deal with that. He had to deal with Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger every now and then. Okay. That was it. That is all Tom Brady had to deal with. Someone like Justin Herbert, for example, if he wants to win the Super Bowl this year, he's going to have to beat Trevor Lawrence, who's playing outstandingly well since me and you went to go and watch him in Wembley and thought he was... God, he was terrible. Uh, Yeah. He's playing amazing football. Then he's going to have to beat Patrick Mahomes, and then he's going to have to beat one of Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. Mm. And they're just not going to do it. They aren't. They aren't going to do it. And you like this is why the AFC buy the number one seed was so important for the Chiefs. Was this it? is why when the when obviously although I, as I said earlier, I think they got it wrong as a whole, not just for the Chiefs, for a lot of people. When this announcement about the home game being a neutral, if it faced the Bills, but the Chiefs have the opportunity to win the number one seed, I think you had to be happy about that as a Chiefs fan singularly. Mm. You had to be happy about that one because this buy is so important because it just means that you only have to face two of those guys. Yeah. Two of them. And it will either be a week Saturday, they will most likely, unless an upset happen, be one of Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence. Mm. And then after that, unless upset, upsets happen, will be Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. But whatever way it falls in the AFC, Whoever makes it to the Super Bowl has earned it in like the hardest of ways because this AFC playoffs is an absolute gauntlet this year. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, I'm just looking there as well. I'm, I'm thinking if if the Chiefs did get the two seed, we'd yeah. have been playing against the Dolphins. Yeah, we'd have had the Tyreek Hill story to deal with. <laughs> we would have had the Tyreek Hill. Then we would have had to play. Then we would have had to play the Bengals. Yeah, for a rematch, obviously, of last year. And then we would have had to face the Bills yeah. in the AFC Championship game. I mean, how tough does that sound? That would have been, that sounds tough, doesn't it? It would have been so hard. It would have been so hard. And now the Chiefs are in a position where they only have to face one of Joe Burrow and or Josh Allen. Yeah. They might not have to face either of them, but if we might, I don't think we'll be that lucky. But um, I don't think we'll be able yeah, to be that um, lucky. Yeah. But that's that's the position the Chiefs are in. But they deserve to be in that position because obviously they're the number one seed. But I'm looking at this weekend's games and I can't, unless Lamar makes a recovery and plays like Lamar, mm. those two games involving the Bengals and the Bills, I can only see blowouts. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I, I can. I think the, the Bills are going to destroy the, the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um because we don't know what's happening with Tua. Again, we don't know what's happening yet. It's and a bad time. It's a bad time to be playing the Bills. Yeah. Really oh, bad. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. Um, I think the Dolphins actually done the Steelers a favour, to be honest. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I, I think he could have been bad for the Steelers once again. Yeah. Last year, that's come to Arrowhead for the two versus seven. This year, they, they just missed out on having to go to Orchard Park and face the Bills. So, yeah, yeah the, the Dolphins done them a favour. And then the other one, the Bengals versus the Ravens. The Ravens did rest a load of guys when they played on Sunday, admittedly. But I think the Bengals are such a complete team. I do. I I, I think both sides of the ball, they're very, very, very good. And when the Chiefs, if if the Chiefs do end up playing the Bengals in the playoffs, it's it's basically going to come down to can they do what they didn't do last year against the Bengals and that's get after Joe Burrow. 
Well, it's Uweber has the last the last touch of the ball. I think. I think. No, I, I think it's no. I think it's it's. I think it's much more than that. I think it's can they go after Joe Burrow? Yeah. Because you need you need to find a way to get Joe Burrow off his spot. If you can't get him to the quarterback, he will just rip you rip you to shreds. So yeah. let's, let's let's talk about the big one though, because we're both accepting that the Dolphins and the Ravens will probably roll over and die for the, the Bengals and Bills. So oh, yeah. that which means the Chiefs will face the winner of the Chargers versus the Jags. Yeah, and this is the only game of the weekend I consider a coin flip. Yeah. Maybe the, the Giants, the Giants Vikings as well. I think is probably a coin flip, but yeah. this, 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 this particular game between the Chargers and the Jags is the only game that I look at out of the six and think this could be a very good playoff game. Yes, I think it would be very quite even, but I think going into this, I honestly feel the Jags seem more, more the team that's more on a roll than what the Chargers are at the minute. They're in better form, yeah, but yeah. they didn't play very well against the Titans. No, they were, no, yeah, they, they were not good against the Titans, no, at all. So, um, but they seem to have just ironed out a few things, like you said, <laughs> when we saw them against the uh, against the Broncos in at Wembley. What a terrible game! That was one of the worst games we've ever seen. And mm. to see that Jaguars team now in the playoffs really kind of set up with a, a 50-50 matchup with the Chargers here because the yeah. Chargers have not been great. But we've always said about the Chargers, they always have a really good roster. And that's the only thing that I'm looking at at the moment that I think might just tip it in the Chargers' favour. Yeah. Well, let's go Let's go for it. So quarterbacks, what, what are we saying about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert? Like, if, you, if you're a GM now and you've got to take one of them, which one are you taking? Are you I'm probably taking... Uh, yeah, I'd say Herbert. Yeah. Offensive weapons, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams... Austin Eckler versus Travis Etienne, Marvin Jones, um, Christian Etienne's Kirk. brilliant mind. I do like yeah. Etienne. Yeah. Uh, I probably, again, take the charges because I just think Mike Williams is that much of a problem for anyone. And I know he's having back spasms because yeah. they stupidly decided to play their stars the other week. They've lost Joey Borsa as well, haven't they? Is he, is he out now? Is he out? I don't know if he's actually out, but it, I mean, to play him in that last game, I think, really? Why? What were yeah. you thinking? Yeah, just mad. He's just come back. I think the defenses are both good. Like, I think the Jags have the advantage in coaching, though. This yeah. is because Doug, not Doug Marone, Doug Peterson, Doug Marone used to be their coach. Doug Peterson, maybe they just like hiring Dougs. Nobody will get that. Nobody will get that. What, what Skier and Patty Mayonnaise? Yes, they absolutely will get oh, that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's an American cartoon. Yeah, uh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty but sure. It's an American cartoon made for British. <laughs> no. They absolutely know who Doug Patty Mayonnaise and Skeeter are. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, yeah, anyways, Doug Peterson over Brandon Staley. I, I'll take I'll take Doug, Doug Peterson. So, yeah, I, basically what I was saying was irrelevant because they, they're so evenly split. <laughs> it's just yeah. a coin flip. It, is it a really flip. is. And wh- which one would you rather face, Arrowhead? Jags. I think that's the right. Yeah, problem. I would rather face the Jags. Um, the Chargers still scare me. I don't. I, I'll be honest. It, 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 I think the roster just still scares me. I mean, even if if they don't have Joey Bosa there, because he's you know he's one of the players I I really hate the Chiefs facing mm-hmm. is Joey Bosa. But um, but I think the Jags I think would be easier for the Chiefs to to play against because it, again it comes down to the roster. I think I think that's the only thing that I'm looking at there. Um, yeah, and we've played we've we... played the Chargers twice this year, and we've beaten by three points both times. Exactly. 
Um, I just don't like playing divisional teams. I never do. Yeah. Um, so I'd the charges are due. The charges are due one against us. Exactly. And, and they're getting close. Yeah, and they'll be fully healthy as well if they come. Well, mostly on offense if they come to. They've actually just acted. Well, they've activated Rashawn Slater's twenty-one day window to come back from IR, yeah. and so there's potential that he could be back. I don't want to face the Chargers. Like we shouldn't be scared of anyone because we have Patrick Mahomes, because we have all this wealth of playoff experience, because we're our ahead. But all those reasons, we should not be scared of anyone. Yeah, but the Chargers play us so close. And they have done for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to have to get one. Law of averages says they're going to get one. Yeah. And it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. It, ha- it does happen from occasions, but it is hard to beat a divisional team three times in a year. Yeah, we've already played the Jags this year and we beat them as well. Yeah. But I-, I would rather face the inexperience of the Jags team um, and probably face a team that feel like they're lucky to be there in the first place. Mm as opposed to a Chargers team that, although they're not part of the AFC free, firmly believe that they should be knocking on the door for it. So, yeah, and what better of an opportunity than to come to Arrowhead and try and knock off the number one seed. So, yeah, I I, I will be rooting for the Jags this week. Jags. And it is, it's weird because you, you feel bad for, like, rooting for your next opponent because it's almost a sense of, oh, you're taking them lightly. Like, Jags fans won't appreciate or Jags players won't appreciate Chiefs fans cheering them on because it means that they don't respect them as much as the Chargers. Because <laughs> yeah. that's essentially what it means. Yeah, it is. We but, want you because you seem easier. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. So they they won't like that. But if we're being honest with ourselves, everyone wants the easiest route to the Super Bowl, don't they? They they they, 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 they If we could, we'd be playing the Steelers and we'd be playing the Raiders up up to the. Um, Super Bowl, but we're not. We're 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 not going to be that fortunate. So, yeah, I, I think I think wanting the Jags to win is the right thing for Chiefs Kingdom. Yeah. Should we love, have a look over on the other side, the yeah. NFC? 49ers versus Seahawks. That will be like last night's college football championship. <laughs> An absolute blowout. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, people ask me why I don't like college football. That's the reason why. Yeah. yeah, anything can happen. No, not anything can happen. It's just they're more often than not blowouts happen. I just don't like yeah. college football. Seven seventy eight. There is a reason. Blowout. There is a reason why you and I aren't on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Channel draft build up. There's a reason because <laughs> we don't watch it. Because we don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, the last five college football national championship games, the average margin of victory has been twenty nine points. Was it? Yeah. And people you don't want to watch one like that, do you? You want to you want to watch a close game, yeah. Especially if it's like a Super Bowl, you want to you want to. Re- well, I, mean, I can you- I can only re- I can only remember two Super Bowls like that. Mm. Yeah, um, in recent like- years, one of them involved us, unfortunately, against the Bucks, oh, and the other one was the Broncos one when they got absolutely battered by the Seahawks, forty-seven nine. God, yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. That, do you know that one? That one seems like an age away. Well, it was ten years ago, nearly. I know, but it feels longer than that. That was Andy Reid's first season in Kansas City. Yeah. The Broncos got bad by them. Mm. There you go. So we've got then 49ers. Yeah, I think yeah, I agree 49ers. with you for sure. Um, right. Uh, Buccaneers versus Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will win. I think they're a better team. You think? Yeah. I, I, 
obviously it's tough. Like we've in the power rankings, sorry to go back to that. We've got Tom Brady as and the Bucks as 14th of the 14 playoff teams. So we think they're the worst playoff team in it. I don't agree with that. I, I had them slightly higher, but um, it feels dangerous to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Do you know what? But, this is, you you supporting my argument before. I'm kind of supporting your argument here about yeah. Tom Brady. Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. You don't bet against him, do you? I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to. You're going to? Yeah. <laughs> I think the Cowboys are a better team. They're, they're a better team overall. They've struggled and, this year, the, the Buccaneers, haven't they? They really yeah. have. Um, yeah. And you know, even with even with Tom Brady there, it, it, they mm. have really struggled. And no, you're right. If, if Tom Brady wins and the Bucks win, I wouldn't be surprised. Vikings Giants is that the coin flip you were talking about before? Giants are on a roll at the minute. Yeah, you just you got to be confident because you can't trust Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> what about Can you? Danny Dimes though? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Again, why can't the Chiefs be in the NFC? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, um, it's a shame. It really is. I'll tell you what. No, I'm going to say the Giants because it's not Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m. It's it's an afternoon game, so they're gonna, he's going to be bad and they're going to lose. He's going to be bad. I'm, already, yeah. I'm actually going Vikings there. I, I I kind of want the Giants to win. I've got a sort of a soft spot for the Giants. I don't know why, but um, but yeah, I, I, I think the Vikings might snatch that one. Close okay. game though. I think it'll be a it'd be one of those surprise games where it's an absolute shootout, won't it? Yeah. Um, and we'll be talking about it forever more because we'll be like, that was a hell of a game. That's mm. what playoff football should be like. Uh, it's 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 one of those games there. I think if I had to choose, it would be that one. It was a bit more yeah. of a, a an entertaining game. Um, but yeah, wild card round, mate. What are you gonna be doing during the wild card? Chilling out with a beer, watching drinking worry free. You know, because because I support the team that's the number one seed. I haven't got anything to worry about this weekend. Um, we didn't we didn't make a prediction on Chargers Jags by the way. So we we accept Bills and uh, yeah. Bengals going to win. Who is going to win this game? Chargers. It just to make it that little bit more difficult this year. I think that's what it is. So you think the Chargers going to win to spite the Chiefs? Uh, yeah, I think they just set up that way. Yeah, I hadn't watched the Jags against the Titans when they struggled, and they yeah, did struggle. Yeah. Was so lucky to win that game. I, I'm going to go Chargers too. Mm. That's a, that's a, that's bad, isn't it? Both of us going for the Chargers. Yeah, I think the Chargers can. I think I, I think we've got to accept the fact that the Chargers come to our head next week. Yeah, I think which is not fun. ideal, but but like you they, were saying though, I mean both teams pretty similar setup, so mm. uh, it's not going to be too much of a knock if, if the Chiefs yeah. are. Preparing for them, so um, you know either or. I think the Chiefs are going to be preparing for a run-heavy game, a run-heavy team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think it really matters really, but I don't want to play the Chargers again. I think that's the key thing. I just don't want to play, play them again. Let's go, Jags. Go, Jags. Right then, we talked a lot this week, mate. We really have. There's a lot to get through, actually. Believe it or not, even though we haven't got a game this week because um, we're the number one seed. Because we're the number one seed. Um. But that's all we've got time for this week. Um, stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more of your favourite Chiefs podcasts. And when you get a minute, head over to our website, www.arrowheadpride.com for more in-depth news and articles on your beloved Chiefs. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. And relax. Relax.